Welcome again to an all-new episode of Beckett Radio. I'm your host, Derek Ficken. Alongside with me, as always, is Mr. Eric Big Boy Norton. What's going on? Big Boy. <laughs> I, that's big like boy. my stock. I'm sorry. You that, like Big Boy? Uh, no, big Boy. That That's like... My, I remember Big Cat. Used to play big for, Cat. Played for the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. Yeah, but Eric, how's it going, man? I'm well. How are you? I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, actually going to be shipping out of here uh, early tomorrow for a, a little mini vacation again. Uh, Italian festival, yeah, an Italian feast. Feast, uh, the feast of Saint Rocco's. It's a it's a one year or once a year festival. Uh, this is the one hundred and first time we. It's been I don't I don't know how to say it. One hundred and first annual, I guess it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. So last year was the hundredth, the the big one. You know, the big event. Uh, I actually won a raffle. Like they had a just a, a drawing for money and I won it and craziness nice. and for you know a hundred years that was kind of cool but anyways long story short yeah I'm going there see my mom my mom's side of the family have a little fun for Labor's Day Labor Day but can you speak to that dude yeah like I, I okay backstory I had a radio interview with a radio station in Canada uh, this this guy just hit me up this morning on an email it was like hey. I'm this Calgary radio station. Uh, I want to talk hockey cards. Well, first, I'm not the biggest hockey collector, so that was kind of tough. Should have so, emailed me, guy. Well, I, you know, and I, I wanted to just be like, hey, where'd you get my email? You know, but I didn't want to be that guy. So I just said, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Did the show, had a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, they'll have a podcast version of it for me to listen to. But uh, yeah, I, I started stumbling on my words at the end of the interview, sounded like kind of an idiot. And then we just did a Rich Klein interview, and I wasn't really talking the best. So maybe I'm like having a mini stroke or something. I don't know. Don't feel bad. He said Derek and Derek. So yeah, uh, <laughs> or maybe he just said Derek and and Eric, but hit the E really hard. I don't yeah, know. maybe. Um, anyways, so a lot of things are going on this week. Right. Uh, we're going to do new products and pricing. We're going to talk news around the hobby. There was a major sports memorabilia fraud case in Ohio that just went down. We'll talk about all the details with that and kind of the dangers and what to expect when buying uh, autographs, memorabilia online, and what to look out for, things like that. Um, also, Leaf, big, big players in the hobby right now. They just signed Jack Eichel, the number two overall pick with the Buffalo Sabres, to an exclusive deal. That's huge news. That's big news. Uh, it, it's gotten all over uh, the the interwebs. SI, Sports Illustrated, covered it. Uh, it. It's big, big news, so we'll talk about that. We're also going to bring on Rich Klein, a good friend of the show, to, to give his opinion on this deal, as well as to help promote his recent card show that's going to happen this Sunday in Plano. So if you're in the area, go check it out. Also, our feature interview, Top Shelf Breaks. Those guys. Those guys. Those let, guys. let me just start off by saying uh, they, they have a, a, a mafia of, of, of fans, mm-hmm. um, just people that are very persistent. Yes, they um, are. They, uh, you know, special shout out to the guys who emailed us on radio at Beckett.com uh, trying to get Top Shelf Breaks on the radio show. We had Ultimate Box Breaks, Brian Gavin, one of the one of the best guys out there with case breaking. He was on the show, and right after that interview popped, I started getting emails from people saying, "Man, we we need to get Top Shelf on there." You know, uh, first class guys, all this good stuff. So I said, "You know what? Let's do it. Let's do it." So we're gonna have him on, Chris Keller of Top Shelf Breaks. He's gonna come on, talk about the hobby, talk about Top Shelf Breaks, what they're doing, because they got some interesting, unique things going on. They do. They got some excited things going on. Yeah, and I think. The collectors in the hobby 
you know, the collectors and the hobby. And the hobby, yeah. Um, you know, they really benefit from top shelf breaks. Yeah. Um, so, you know, excited to hear what he's what he what they got going on over there. Yeah, so that's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll have him on later on the show. But before we get started with the news around the hobby, let's quickly do the new products and pricing. So new products uh, that just actually came out this past Wednesday, the second of September. OPG hockey, yes, I think. Uh, Tops UFC champions. I'm pretty sure that came out. That might have been released earlier, but uh, yeah, that, that should be out. Panini Spectra football. That's the big one. That's the big one. That's the big one. Uh, Panini Lux basketball. Mm-hmm. That was also released on Wednesday, and then on Friday the fourth we have Bowman Chrome baseball and Donruss football. Those are some some big products right there. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out. As far as new pricing goes, we have Tops Chrome baseball, Tops Inception football. Upper Deck MVP Hockey and Ultimate Collection Hockey. Those have all been priced recently, so check those out. Good job, guys. Good job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> good job, pricing team. Uh, all right. Let's get to the good stuff uh, sure. for today. So, Eric, let's talk about this memorabilia scandal that went down. A little scary, isn't it? Uh, extremely scary because I'm a memorabilia guy yes. and an autograph guy. Yes. And to see this, I mean, with what I know now, I would never do something like say the average collector looking for an autograph mm-hmm. you know what's what it sounds like it, it was it, it was through ebay correct it was so how how did these guys kind of get a hold of all this money um they scammed everybody man <laughs> so they it, it was fake autographs fake memorabilia yeah 100 fake from what i understood and read yes yeah so these i think it was four different guys four different guys uh, yes. all had different roles in this classic mug shots by the way. yeah very very <laughs> classic uh, but they're in Ohio, yes, uh, Youngstown, Ohio, yes, and they they were caught, and I think they pleaded guilty. All all of them pleaded guilty, but one may okay. Mean, so but I, I I believe they're all they're all guilty. Yeah, they're all guilty. But yeah, they um, I've was, seen different reports. Okay, so, so yeah, it, it, pretty much twenty five thousand people were affected by this scam. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and two million dollars were pretty much stolen. Yes, uh, in total, that's insane. Yes, um, what w- let's. Okay, let's let's just kind of start. Why why do you think people were going to to these guys to to buy autographs? Yeah, I mean, with with our knowledge, we know what to look out for. Sure, you know what I mean. But for the average collector, why do you think they were going to to these guys? Was it the price? Maybe I, the price was was kind of a, a quote unquote steal for the autograph. I believe I believe so. That's probably the the biggest yeah the biggest reason. I mean, it's it's easy. I don't want to say that. I say that cautiously. Mm. It's easy to make things look real. Oh today, no, yeah. You know? So the the novice buyer or the you know the the not so aware buyer mm-hmm. could, could see this. Yeah. You know, come up on an eBay search, and you know when the, when there's a price difference, you're gonna go with the cheaper one. Right? Yeah. I mean, so exactly, and and that's with with my thing is I'm I'm always out for the for the the deal. Right. You know, right. and so. When I see a good deal, I'm going to bounce on it. And I've kind of gotten burned in the past, so now I kind of know, hey, I got to look out for this. I got to look out for that. But now that I've been working here at Beckett for a little while, I know what to expect with autographs and memorabilia. You you almost can't rely or, or depend on authentication other than JSA. Right. Now, there are other authentication companies out there, but personally, my opinion if it doesn't have a JSA cert or sticker or anything, a number to where you can go to JSA's website, look it up to make sure it's real, 
then I, I, I stand away. I, I don't I don't deal with it. I don't even look and see if it's a good price. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that anything that's not JSA is fake. That's not the case. There's plenty of them out there that's real. But for my personal preference, I will only handle with JSA. I think, you know, across the board, that's a pretty good way to, to go. Again, that doesn't mean that there aren't legitimate sellers out there. No, yeah. You know, but... um. Basically, if you don't know the name or the, you, you don't know the certificate people, mm-hmm. just stay away. Yeah, and, and the biggest thing with this is that, you know, to, to sell an autograph, it needs to be authenticated. Yes. Because once it's authenticated, there's no question. Right. So if, if you're like, hey, if it's just an eBay store with a bunch of autographs and they're just pictures and nothing else, mm-hmm. just saying, hey, I got them in person, whatever, that's great. But if you're a seller trying to make money, you should invest into getting these authenticated so people, once they see it, there's no question. Here's my money. There's that. I don't have to deal with you ever again unless I want another autograph. You bring up a good point. Um, you can tell. You, yeah. You, you know, you, the, no, the novice, maybe not. But, you know, you and I can tell. We can look at something. And you, you can tell by the, by the amount of time and effort. And care they put into to the listing. Very true. To the you know how it's presented. Mm-hmm. You know if something is framed or not. Yep. If it's matted. Yep. You know if it's a ball is it encased. You know all kinds of stuff like that. You can tell. So um, part of it you know sh- definitely shame on these guys for for pulling this stuff. But also to the buyers you, you got to educate yourself too. Exactly, and that's the biggest thing is to not be uh, what's the word naive. Right. When buying these things, because the, some of the stuff can be a lot of money. Obviously, 25,000 people and $2 million later. You yes. know what I mean? So it's like you need to do your research. My biggest thing, like you said, is the eBay listing is extremely important. Uh, when you when you want to sell something, you have to make sure everything's out there. Right. Concrete evidence. Everything's out there. So if it just says, you know, shipping's $2, got it at a local shop, a local signing. I don't really trust that, you know? So, you know, I want to see, got this at a shop, got this at an uh, an appearance, JSA number this, shipping this, clean household that, shipping done, you know, whatever. I want to see details. I want to see everything to where I know where it came from. You know, uh, I want to see if you've sold things in the past with the same, you know, eBay listings, things like that. So that kind of goes hand in hand. But I think if it's not JSA'd, Watch out. Yes. Um, so it's just unfortunate because I hate people getting screwed. You know what I mean? You know, I don't like it either. But at the same time, like I said, you got to educate yourself. So True. you got to part of it. Obviously, the blame goes on the people who, who were fraudulent. Mm-hmm. You know, those four guys. And um, but at the same time, you know, buyer beware. Do your homework. Exactly. All right. So first up on the interview list, we have Mr. Rich Klein, a good, good friend of the show here at Beckett Media uh, or Beckett Radio. Right. Uh, he is on the phone with us right now to talk some some news regarding Leaf Trading Cards and Jack Eichel. Uh, so, Rich, how's it going, man? Pretty good. And I've been a long and I have been a longtime friend of Beckett Media slash Beckett Publications. <laughs> 
slash Beckett.com. I did my first article for y'all way back in 1987. So I think we can, we can say I'm a long time friend of Beckett media. Yeah, there you go. And, and especially with Beckett radio, you were, you were one of the first big hosts or big guests that we had on the show. So we always appreciate you coming on. Uh, but Rich, let's kind of talk about this deal. Leaf just announced uh, probably a week ago or something like that, uh, that they have an exclusive uh, contract with Jack Eichel, uh, the number two overall draft pick, going to the Buffalo, I almost said Bills, the <laughs> Buffalo Sabres with the NHL. Now, this is a big deal because obviously Connor McDavid is is the big talk of the town for this upcoming NHL season, but Jack Eichel is kind of the next big thing, and a lot of people are saying this might put Leaf into the top tier of card companies, even though a lot of people think they are already there. But what are your thoughts about Leaf acquiring this exclusive deal with Jack Eichel? Well, I, I think Leaf and Brian Gray have always been very good and very aggressive about signing players to contracts that they feel that can make them money and feel strongly about. Sometimes it works with uh, Lillard of the Trailblazers. You know, they signed him before he was a rookie, and boom, you know, he had such a great rookie year. He was rookie of the year or real close. And that worked out great. In 2008, they signed Tim Beckham of the Rays and the Devil Rays to an exclusive contract when Beckham was the number one overall pick. That didn't work out so well. Yeah. But it's a good idea. You have to take chances, especially when you're just off the major manufacturer tier like Leaf is. The more chances you take, especially when they're good, solid, you know, ideas the better off you are. So I'm sure they have a good deal to, for the autograph. And that on a, you know, on an industry level, it's a very smart move. And also going back to 1992, Classic, when Kenny Golden, who now has his own auction house, was running Classic, he signed Shaquille O'Neal to an exclusive contract to sign autographs. And we all know, if you're, if you're old enough to remember the impact Shaquille O'Neal had as a rookie, he kept Shaquille off all NBA trading cards, and because of that, they had to change various rules for the NBA for their major manufacturers to guarantee that would not occur again. So when you have a card company just off the top tier, and we're going to say Leaf is just off the major manufacturer of the top tier, well, then you do, then you do want to be more aggressive, and I think it's a great move for Leaf to sign Mr. Eichel. I, 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 everything you're saying is, ma is making a lot of sense. I believe these are going to be his first autographs as well because he was a college player. Uh, he, was, he was came out in the you know, from Boston, right? And he was not able to sign autographs professionally. Yeah. So you know this is this is a big deal. I I think the biggest thing uh, is is to make sure this kid is actually going to play, which I think he will. Right. Uh, I mean, not just play, but play at a high caliber level, like people are talking about. Uh, that's my biggest thing is, and I hope that it works out for Leaf because I love all those guys over there. Brian Gray is one of the best in the business, and you know when when he puts his money behind you know a certain player like this, you know I I hope for the best because it it, it would suck to see it not work out, you know, and, and see the after effects of that, you know. But I think it's gonna be a great thing for the hobby, a great thing for Leaf. But I saw a little conversation. A little heated exchange on Twitter, Rich, and I want to talk to you about this. The the epitome of a rookie card, right? An official rookie card. Now, Leaf, technically by Beckett standards, 
does not have a, a rookie card per se. So this Connor McDavid won't be the the his rookie card. It will be the upper deck young guns card. What do you think about that whole I guess gray area between having an actual first card of Connor McDavid compared to his first rookie card of Connor McDavid? Well, that has to depend on how many are printed. You know what the accessibility is. Yeah. If Connor McDavid and Eichel become all they're supposed to be, and they were very much one-two, and then there's a sharp drop-off after them in the NHL draft, then any cards of them at this point are going to be very much desirable. Mm. Will there be a difference when they don't have a logo? Yes, there usually is. But if the Leaf card is printed, let's say, to a serial number of 199, and I have no idea, good, bad, and different, but you know, just using that as a round number, that if it's 199 or 299 or 999, or 99, then there will be some real demand for those cards, irregardless of whether or not they have logos. Panini has a lot of people that like their baseball cards, and their baseball cards stay well within an affordable price point. One of the reasons is they don't have the logos, and they do a great job with the design. Yeah. As long as Leaf does a great job with the design, then it won't matter as much. Yeah, and you know the the biggest thing is just you know trying to get the word out there for this product. I mean, it's already out there. I saw SportsIllustrated.com have an article regarding this and mentioned Leaf and had some uh, quotes from Brian Gray. So obviously, the word's getting out on this deal and it being one of the big deals in, in the uh, in the hobby right now. So people definitely need to be uh, watching out for that, especially you know once it gets released. I'm not sure when it'll get released. Hopefully soon. Um, you got to think it'd be real soon. Yeah, probably. You know, with the uh, the Toronto show coming up, you know, a couple months away. Yeah, you would think it would it, it would either be before then or maybe at the show. Yeah. So because because with the Toronto Fall Expo, that's going to be the week before or that same week of Upper Deck Series One coming out. Correct. Which is when the Connor McDavid fiasco is going to pretty much start. Right. So. Well, if it's was, already started. Well, technically, yeah, it's already started. But I would assume that Leaf would want to get before that to get the hype going for their company. Mm-hmm. You know, but hey, you never know. Right, um, Rich. Let's let's kind of talk about r- the real reason why you came on, and that's to talk about this show that you've been doing for a little while that I still have yet to go to, and I feel so very bad. <laughs> Uh, but it's the Adat Havarim Brotherhood uh, putting on a show on Sunday, September sixth. So that's this Sunday, and there's some really cool door prizes that will be uh, uh, given out. So why don't you give us some details about this show? Well, and I'd like to thank you all at Beckett Radio and at Beckett Media. You've all been very helpful when we began the show about two years ago now through the very day. You all took tables at the very first show and really helped us get off the ground, so we're very appreciative for all that help, plus... Bill Sutherland of Beckett Auction Services graced us with many BCCG and BGS graded cards to help us, you know, help for giveaways at our very first show that we've used since then. So you've all been wonderful on that. And you've all, you know, you've all been all that. And then what we've had to do is because of Texas state law, we can't just run what we call door prizes anymore. What we've had to evolve to is now we have goodie bags at the door with your suggested donation of only $1. By the way, we're never going to refuse anybody admission if they don't want to pay. They just don't get it, you know, any of the goodies. And we'll also have free packs that we still have from our good friends at Panini. And 
with that, each bag has a surprise in it. This year, the prizes include, or the surprises include, a PSA DNA signed Mike Trout baseball. Wow. We got two unopened of the TriStar autograph packs. Larry DeLuis sent us six various autographs of 8x10s of people he'd had at shows. We have a Daryl Johnston signed football. Um, the young man, Kelsey Schroyer from ESPN Mint Condition, sent us a Dez Bryant signed football. Nice. So we have some really neat surprises in our gifts as well, plus others plus other things as well. So we're very excited, and all the money we raise goes to help our, our men's club, and we basically use every penny we get in to help. We send our kids to summer camp, and we also, do, we also use that money for other synagogue charitable activities. So we're very appreciative. Dot Havarim is located on 6300 Independence Parkway in Plano. It's the northeast corner of Spring Creek and Independence, and in the shopping center, and the show runs from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. this Sunday. And Derek, now that you got your big promotion, now that you're going to be traveling more for BGF, I'm sorry we're not going to see you, but maybe someday you'll actually come. Well, you know, Rich, and, and I think I told you this a while back, but the, the Labor Day weekend uh, ironically falls with this uh, Italian festival from... Uh, a, a church in my mom's hometown uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. So this festival is is that that Labor Day weekend, the from uh, Friday to Sunday, and it's t- this year is the 101st, uh, I guess, festival. You know, annual festival. So I, I've just recently been going the past couple of years, but maybe next year I might have to say, you know what, mom. I'm going to take this one off. It's going to be going on for, for 100 more years, so I'll be there. But i got to come to Rich Klein's show. So, uh, <laughs> But if not, I'll be sending my well wishes all the way in Ohio. But uh, before I let you go, Rich, I, there was one really cool thing that I saw, and it was something new that you guys were doing. It looks like y'all are going to do a case break of, of football. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. There's a store owner from Lubbock who is coming into our show and he is doing a case break of two jumbo cases of of just top of the regular cops NFL product. And the jumbos usually produce a lot more hits. And we were happy to host it. We always want to try something new. And uh, you know, if we get it, if we ever can get a professional athlete to donate their time, we'll do that. You know, for a signing session, the case break we're just hosting. You know, we're not making any money off that, but we figured if that might draw some people with some real interest. That would be fine too. And case breaking is an exciting new part of a hobby. I mean, it's been around now for a couple of years. In fact, at the national convention, they kept the case breaker pavilion open to midnight a couple of nights. Yeah. Mike Berkus has always said, I wanted to have an all night show. Well, case breaking may become the way he can have his all night show at the national. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, with when I was there, it was just an interesting thing to, to watch throughout the day seeing case breakers just continue to break open product and wax and, and, and have fun and be able to sell out the breaks, which I was extremely impressed with, with 
the numeral uh, the numerous amounts of, of uh, breakers out there. We're actually going to have top shelf breaks on here in a minute uh, to talk to them about their breaking experience. They were at the national, had a lot of fun up there, but it's really interesting to see this case breaking, uh, I guess, option become the new big thing in the hobby. And obviously, it's going to be a lot of fun. So if people want to uh, to check this case break out, it's going to be at the Adat Havarim show Sunday, September sixth. It's uh, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. is is the show, but uh, it's at 6300 Independence Parkway in Plano, Texas, 75023. Like Rich said, there's going to be some awesome prizes like a Mike Trout signed baseball, a Des Bryant football, a bunch of other goodies. So it's going to be a lot of fun. But Rich, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks for much. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And of course, we'll have you on soon. Eric and Derek, thank you so much for having me on. And hopefully next time. I can hear I can hear even better. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You have a good one, Rich. We're on now with Top Shelf Breaks. Mr. Chris Keller is joining us. How are you doing, Chris? What's up, fellows? I am doing great. Thanks for having us on. Appreciate it. Awesome. You know, we got a lot of requests for you at the uh, Beckett Radio doc, uh, Beckett Radio email. There you go, yeah. So uh, we, we had to get you on, and we're, we're happy that you were able to uh, block out some time for us. I know you just got back from vacation. Is that right? I did, yeah. We were up in Michigan uh, at the Beach House. Awesome. Just Sounds relaxing, great. Relaxing, having a good old time, trying not to open up cards. <laughs> <laughs> See, that that's the problem is, you know, it's it's such an addiction, Chris, that yeah. you just you got to have your hands on some cards at all times, you know? I'm not kidding. I even had my brother-in-law run to Target to bring me over a blaster box. So, <laughs> well, mean, there you go. I mean, you yeah. know, Panini Spectra uh, is, is coming out, and it's going to be a lot of fun with uh, with football. Uh, I want to talk about, you know, let, let's kind of just start things off um, and, and get some general knowledge about yourself. Also, top shelf breaks. Uh, how did you get into the hobby? Let's start it out like that. Into the hobby. Well, I, I grew up in what I believe is the greatest decade of all time, the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a buddy named Matt, and this is true. This is how it happened. This guy was a little OCD about his collecting, and he was going after the 89 Upper Deck Griffey, and he, he couldn't have four of them. He had to have 30. So he would get all these cards and show me the price guides and the values, and he kind of got me involved to go after and start collecting all these cards. So that kind of precipitated it, and ever since then, it just gradually, as more products started coming out, that's how I got, you know, connected and just kept buying them at local shops and bookstores and stuff. That, that's, a, that's a big card. It still sells, sells for big money on the, on the secondary markets out there, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're good, especially if they're graded. You know, that really helps a lot. But I, I just remember those 89 upper decks that he had all the time, and he had big binders of multiple cards. So I started, and then they started getting numbered. I mean, you had to have a one of 25,000 cards. Sure. Card. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you remember yeah, those? I do. You know, Chris, and, and this is funny, I, I was talking to Eric uh, on this show earlier. I had to do a radio interview earlier today in Canada, and they mm -hmm. were talking to me about – you know, what happened in the 90s, you know, the late 80s and 90s with, with the card company, and, and they still couldn't believe how profitable, you know, yeah. this industry still is. And I just said one word. I said overproduction. Yes. That, that's pretty much what killed the hobby for a long time. Yeah, there was, there was no technology needed. It was just simple overproduction. Yeah. And, and tons and tons and tons and tons of cards, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's come full circle, I guess, because now everybody wants those, those low-numbered, uh, rare cards. That's bottom right. line is, if it's low numbered, it's rare. That's uh, right. Period. So, that's that's really an appeal today 
that that people want. They're getting spoiled. You know, a four ninety nine card, eh? But you know, you'll take it if you're a collector. That's right. You know? Speaking of full circle, can you tell us a little bit uh, how did Top Shelf Breaks get started? Absolutely. Well, I started buying into breaks myself a couple years ago, 2011. Um, I stumbled across a link or something on Facebook or Twitter. There was a guy opening up cards, his hands, he's doing packs. So I watched for a few days, and I bought in, and I was hooked. And I was like, wow, this is cool. I then found a home where I was breaking every night, every other night, and I'd always have these ideas like, wow, we can do this or we should do that, different promotions and things. And uh, I'm a real estate broker by day. Uh, it's my day job, so it's kind of busy. And in comes Nate Johnson, my uh, current you know, Top Shelf Breaks partner, and he saw a video on my Facebook. He said, what is that? And I told him, and he goes, wow, let's do it. So we started splitting breaks together, and then we were like, we should do this. Let's start our own. You know, yeah. and uh, we put a lot of thought into it. I didn't just want to put up a webcam and just start opening cards. We had to have a whole business plan and lay it out. And um, the cool thing we did, guys, that was unique was we just would go on at halftime during football games <laughs> and give stuff away. You know, and that's perfect because yeah. no one wants to sit through those commercials at halftime. So no, what, exactly. You know, so what better way to get the collectors involved than to yeah. have some fun with football and then when the, the game doesn't matter – Open some cards. That's what it was, and it was like, wow, how can I capture an audience? Because it was so competitive and yeah. so many people. You can't just plop on and say, buy stuff. Yeah. So I just grabbed stuff from my personal collection. We buy some odds and ends, and the room started filling up week after week after week. Uh, and then we did a countdown. You know, we said, here's the day, here's the date uh, that we're going to go live with breaks, and people actually paid us. So... That's that's how we got the ball rolling. Yeah, there so you go. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about the national convention. Uh, I kind of met you guys when you were on the main stage uh, at the national convention with uh, yep. with Brian Gray doing Leaf Pop Century, which I mean, great product. That was an awesome case break. Had a lot of fun checking that out. Um, but I want to get your thoughts about the national. What did you think about the case break pavilion this year? And if you had a chance to, mm -hmm. you know, change one thing about the case break pavilion, what would it be? Oh boy. Well, first off, that that break with Brian was awesome. We yeah. love pop culture, and it could have been a better fit for me and Nate to do that. That was that was awesome. Um, the break pavilion uh, it was set up great mm -hmm. with all the breakers and everybody logistically. However. It's still in its infancy stages. So one thing I would change is I think I would try to build more promotions around the entire show for the general public. Yeah. For, for the conventioneers that are going. Because it was pretty much business as usual for all of us, mm -hmm. selling our spots online and breaking them for our customers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And um, I think over time, if we all work together, we got to start working with the main floor and build some promotions, some contests, some things to get traffic in there. Yeah. Because that was just curiosity, people. Like, oh, what's that? Let's go exactly. see what's in there. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I, I think the biggest thing was that it was it was kind of in its own little area. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously, like you said, it's, it, it's still in the infancy stage. So a lot of people are still just curious about it. And, you know, with, with it being a gamble-type thing, uh, you know, people want to go in with, with the sure bet. So they might not be... Uh, inept to say, all right, here's my money, let's do this. They, they want a little bit more, uh, I guess, research or a little bit more info. So my, my thing that I was uh, thinking about after 
I saw the case break pavilion was maybe have, you know, a case break 101 session to, yes. to where, yes. you know, you sit down with you guys, maybe, you know, ultimate box breaks. I don't know, you know, some of the bigger names out there and just say, all right, this like dumb it down for people who have no idea what's going on and just start start from the from the ground up. You know, that's a great idea. And I'm sure you've all been to many other industry conventions, celebrations or Comic Cons. They all have panels. Mm-hmm. You know, in the other rooms? Yeah. So I'd like to see us do some sort of, uh, like you just said, a seminar or a gathering, get people there, put butts in the seats, and explain to them what this is all about. Yeah. And you have to do that each year, but over time, people will get it, you yeah. know? And uh, that will really help educate the people and the buyers to, as to how it works. Because they're, they're, they're concerned. They're plopping down money. They may not get anything. Yep. So that, you we, know, that, that is a, I'm sorry to cut you off there. That is true, though, and, you know, speaking of which, I saw on your Twitter page today about if you buy into a break, if it's your first time buying into the break, you're going to make sure they get something, and also with with anybody who gets skunked in a break, I know you guys, yeah. uh, you know, you, you guys help out the community. So with mm-hmm. that being said, and I know there's a lot of breakers out there, but yep. other than those things, what sets Top Shelf's breaks apart from, from, from the rest of the breakers? Yeah, good question. Um, when we started, uh, one of the things that I wanted to make sure we did was uh, give everybody a mail day. Keep it simple. Give them a mail day no matter what. And some people would say, well, how the heck can you do that? You're going to go broke. Well, we don't do a lot of 32-team breaks. In fact, you won't see any on our, on our website. They're all divisionals right. or BOGO. So that limits right there, and guys buy multiple spots. Sure. So we do give everybody a mail day. We have Boomer our skunk, you know, skunk protection. And it's not just a pack of chrome or, you know, something. It's sometimes I'll send Star Wars stuff if I know they like that or a break credit or something. So every day, uh, every break, they're going to get something in the mail because it's fun to go to the mailbox every week. If you buy in, they'll get something. So I don't know if everyone else does that, but I know that we do. And uh, the mail day is a big part of top shelf breaks is getting the mail, yeah. you know, and, getting something back. And, and that's something that I, I really uh, appreciate to see because, you know, there's guys out there that, hey, if, if you don't, if your team doesn't hit or, or whatever that might be, you're yeah. out of luck, you know, and that's that's the unfortunate side of things. But so it's, it's cool to see uh, people like yourself, groups like you guys at Top Shelf yeah. Breaks do something for those collectors that unfortunately, you know, aren't the lucky ones in a certain break or, or whatever that might be. So that's really cool to see. Um, but let's talk about this fantasy football break. Yeah. Uh, because this is kind of a, a new thing. I, I, I've seen that you guys are doing it. There might yep. be other breakers out there. But why don't you talk to us about what this whole fantasy football style break is? Yeah, man. Thanks for asking. This is a lot of fun. It was uh, actually the brainchild of Nate. Last year when we started, he had this idea. He said, what if we could do fantasy football, just like weekly fantasy football, but with the cards? Mm. And I said, that is awesome. We can definitely do it, but we're brand new, and people probably will think we're crazy. <laughs> so once we got established, we unrolled. But here's how it works. It's like any other break. We sell spots, okay? Everyone's going to get a pack of score jumbo football. You open your pack. You make your team from your score pack, okay? okay. You're going to start just like you would in Yahoo. Mm-hmm. A quarterback, uh, two running backs, wide receiver, tight end, and a kicker, and a defense. And then we'll open up a box of triple threads or uh, sterling. You know, they got a lot of hits. Yep. And then what we do is track their points, and they draft the cards 
the following week based on how they placed in fantasy that week. Wow. So it's an affordable break. It could be anywhere from $12 to, heck, you could put whatever you wanted in the break and drive up the price. You know, we could do a National Treasures one, but the spot price would go up. So the guys ate it up, and they love it. And we use Yahoo scoring. It's easy to track because we use their points. And um, we do a big draft of all the cards, and everybody gets something. You know, we take every card and break it down into a parallels, numbered, autos, relics. So, and there's 12 spots per break. And they're going up right after this interview, actually. Wow. So, yep, yeah, so how, how can people uh, check this out? Just go to the website, topshelfbreaks.com. You'll see the big fantasy football uh, uh, icon. Click on that. You buy in. There will also be a video explaining how it works. Gotcha. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah there'll be certain people like myself who still are just complete idiots <laughs> and need a, right. an, another refresher course, you know? That's what we're going to do. We also do videos to, to give a little bit of uh, insight as to how it works because I'm really trying to attract people out there who are seeing all this group-breaking stuff. Yeah. But they're a little concerned. Like, it's the Internet. It's wacky. It's crazy. So I want people to feel welcome to come and check us out. I'm very accessible. I do everything myself on my own Twitter, the Facebook. I'll always do that. Yeah. I love people. All right. So one final question, Chris. Uh, I want to get your take on the next biggest thing in this hobby. Uh, we all know case breaking that that kind of came out of nowhere and that's the new thing right now. But let's say five years, 10 years down the line. What's the next biggest thing for this hobby? That is a great question, and I try to think of it overnight, but I'm going to give you my best answer. All right. I, I, I think it's going in a direction of uh, bigger, better, badder, okay. in that people are looking for really cool, unique items. And I know we've heard this before, um, pop culture, celebrity, uh, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I see the celebrities and the athletes getting involved more uh, in the hobby. That's what I see happening. And I, I see they do breaks with certain companies, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to get to that level where it's mainstream and uh, there's guys just doing doing breaks or buying into products along with the customers. Uh, it can get as crazy as you want it, like any other industry. Peyton Manning could show up at your house for dinner, you know, <laughs> <laughs> something crazy like that. Yeah. But it has huge, huge momentum right now, guys, mm. our industry our, for collecting, Yeah. you know. Uh, it's got a lot of momentum, and uh, one of our goals here is just to it, just raise that bar production level, make it entertaining. Uh, guys are watching this on 50-inch televisions now, watching the breaks, you know, yeah. from their house with big old speakers and stuff. So um, it's raising the bar as far as production value and technology goes and, and embracing all of that and making it the best experience possible for everybody. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, Chris, we appreciate you coming on Beckett Radio. Uh, yeah. But uh, I want to get some promotions. What 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 are you guys doing right now that people can get involved with? Uh, maybe at TopShelfBreaks.com. Well, we're always doing something. That's the thing. I mean, we're always adding stuff to our breaks. You know, I do that because I like to give back to the community. I don't want to turn it into a uh, circusy carnival game of chance thing. Yeah, but. What we're doing right now is uh, we have a big break coming up for week one of football, but we're also going to be doing a promotion with Beckett, ironically enough. Uh, we're going to be giving away a bronze package, a bronze grading package awesome. uh, to uh, one of our Twitter followers, people that follow and like this interview. So um, that should be pretty cool. 
Awesome. Well, yeah. How can people get in? Uh, get on Twitter and follow you guys. They want to go uh, at Top Shelf Breaks. At Top Shelf Breaks that's, is our Twitter. Yeah, that's if that's you have any super easy. For like Chris, yeah. I heard you on Beckett. I want to get involved. They can email us. Top Shelf Breaks at Gmail Perfect. There yeah. So there, there you go, guys. If you're listening to this interview and want to get some free stuff, uh, free goodies, check it out. Topshelfbreaks.com. Like I said earlier, great website, super user friendly, yes. which is easy for me. Great for me because I need that. Uh, so, Chris, thanks so much for coming on Beckett Radio. Tell Nate I said, hey, I, I think I met him up at the National. So tell him I said, hey, and we'll have you guys on again soon. OK, I will. Derek and Eric, sincerely, thank you very much for finding the time and and thanks to everybody who supports us and helps us get here. So special shout-out to Top Shelf Breaks, Chris Keller, uh, Nate over there in Chicago. Yep. They do some big things and obviously some really cool ideas for for different, I guess, outlet and case breaking. It's not just breaking cases. Right. It's there's different a, things. There's a lot involved. Yeah. They're important to the community. They they understand that. They they treat the community like you know, like their family, like yeah. their friends, which is the way it should be. And you know, it was cool to see them on uh, the main stage at the national. I think they were breaking a case of Leaf Pop Century mm-hmm. uh, with Brian Gray, who was up there, and, and some of those cards that were coming out was pff, freaking incredible. Um, so yeah, special shout out to those guys. Check them out on Twitter. They're all over the place. Facebook. Yes. yes. Uh, their 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 web page is extremely clean. It's easy to navigate. Uh, they have so many different promotions going on, so you got to check them out yep. uh, on their Twitter page. Uh, also, Rich Klein, uh, you know, gave us some knowledge about the Leaf deal. Fountain of knowledge. Like the, I, whenever I have some off-topic, just hey man, what's what's this and that? He knows it, and he'll give me a backstory. So it's like, all right, perfect. So he's my little stat stat boy, stat man. You he, know what I mean? He's you know he's been around the hobby for a long time. Of course. Um, so it's it's good to have a guy like that in your pocket that you can go to. Yeah, and obviously he has his riches ramblings on sportscollectorsdaily.com. Yes. Check that out. It's always always good to read. Uh, check out a show uh, this this weekend this Sunday on uh, September sixth. It's going to be from nine a.m. to four p.m. at the Adot Havarim Brotherhood. Uh, it's sixty three hundred Independence Parkway, Plano, Texas seven five zero two three. Uh, gonna be a lot of fun. Got some great prizes to give away. Got a case break going on of Tops Jumbo Football. I mean, it, what what are you gonna do on Sunday? You're uh, not gonna be there. I'm I'll, not. You're not because of yeah, the thing. Of course. Maybe I'll go and we can Facetime and it could be like you're that'd there. Be cool. Yeah, that'd Skype, be cool. You know. I, I might be a little uh, inebriated, inebriated off of homemade wine, mm. uh, but I won't let that affect me. Okay. So, but yeah, that'd be cool. Technology, man. Technology. Yeah. Word. I know. Uh, a lister Ken Kinsley sitting up there. Oh, he's there gonna you have go. a table there, and nice. I know a couple other guys around the around the area are gonna have a some some booths there. Yeah, so, so definitely know. check that out. Um, this month is gonna be fun. Okay, we're, we're kind of setting up shop for the next month of Becker Radio. Uh, a good friend, Rich Hardy, mm-hmm. uh, Boss Hardy on Twitter. Everyone knows him. He's one of the big guys out there who just loves talking about sports and trading cards. He had a spot in the vintage break at the national convention. Got his hands on some amazing memorabilia. So we're going to talk to him about that. Also, some just topical stuff in the hobby. Get his take on things. Uh, also, we're going to try and get Ivan from the breaks, the the amazing web series show about you know a day in the life of a hobbyist. You right. know what I mean? A collector. And it's so funny. Check it out on YouTube. Just type in Watch the Breaks or the Breaks with Ivan Lovegren. 
and uh, have some fun with that. We're also going to have Bryce Carson of Trophy Box Cards. Met mm -hmm. him over in Las Vegas for the Summit in March. Uh, had him on again recently. We're going to have him on again, too, because they, he has an interesting thing that Top Shelf Breaks, I think, is doing as well with fantasy football case-breaking drafts. Sure. So we're going to talk about that and some other cool topics. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I, I want to catch a plane, man. i got to get out of here. You're going to Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland, right, Ohio. Yeah. Is there yeah. anything going on in Cleveland other than the, the Italian festival? Unfortunately, the Indians are out of town, out of town. So, so no baseball. Okay. Um, other than that, not really. Uh, got a casino downtown. That, mm. That's kind of cool. Yeah. 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 I would uh, say flying, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so be uh, flying out of Love Field here, having a little fun on Southwest. Shout out to those guys. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be back next week. All right, man. We'll look so, forward to it. Yeah, so we'll have some fun next week for Becca Radio. But stay tuned for this whole month. It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to have some great prizes, obviously, because that's what we do here. Yes. So, uh, well, thanks, guys, for listening to Becca Radio. Check us out on Twitter, at Becca Radio, all one word. Or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, issues with Eric, uh, not me, uh, email them to Eric Norton at radio at Becca dot com. Ouch! <laughs> uh, hey, I, I didn't get, give out your personal email. So. You know, if you want my personal, email, no one's gonna email no one, me. No it's, one wants to email. It's you. Eric and at Becca dot com. Yeah, there you go. No one's you're you're gonna get zero. I hope the hot lady, the, <laughs> the hot lady, the hot lady emails me. The hot lady. Like, okay. Like, look, I got yeah. an email from the hot lady. That's cool. Well, uh, all right, Eric. Let's let's get back to work. Thanks everyone for listening to Becca Radio for another week. We'll see you next time. I'm Derek. I'm Eric. See you guys later. Have a good one.